Right, now I'm going to hand you over to Nigel to quiz the book doctors. Thanks, Cathy. Our book doctors are two of the best indies in the country. Just over the Welsh side of the English-Welsh border lies the lovely town of Crickhowl, and there you'll find Bookish, owned and run by our guest today, Emma Caulfield-Waters. Her sidekick, 140 miles north, is Sue Porter, whose bookshop Lingham's is in the town of Heswell on the Wirral. Hello both and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi Nigel. Hi. Uh, yeah. Hello Emma. Now, I called you sidekicks and that's right, isn't it? Your mates. <laughs> disp- oh, yes, I can tell your mates. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the distance. So, yes. yeah, how do you come to know each other? You're 140 miles apart. It's going to be difficult for us not to talk over each other. I, I was just going to say, we <laughs> we, we met, I think, at um, the Booksellers Conference for the first time, um, which always for us includes quite a bit of wine. Um, and we found ourselves promising to go to the American Booksellers Conference. And then we promised that we would go to Chicago first before Memphis, booked a hotel and then thought, we actually don't really know each other that well. Um, but we got to know each other very, very well over the course of that trip. Um, and it's just been just a joy ever since. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, we try and meet up whenever we can. I, I pop up to, to Heswell when I can. And Sue's coming to see me soon in Krakow. Krakow. Uh, it's just won an award, Emma, I seem yes. to remember. What have you won? Yes. Oh, all the things. Um, we won High Street of the Year um, for the, the Visa Great British High Street Awards back in November, which is absolutely amazing. Um, and I think it's just been wonderful. I've been here since 2010. Such an amazing high street and community to be part of. Um, and it's really everybody's award because the whole town got behind it and supported it. It was lovely for us because I was nominated as High Street Hero because we do lots of High Street stuff here at Bookish. But as I said, it's a whole town award and, and there's so many amazing independent traders uh, along the High Street. It's just brilliant to be part of it. Because what, what I didn't quite get it was, I mean, Crickhall itself, it's only got about 2,000 people. Yeah. So so what happens? Do they all read like five books a week or something? Um, well, we're on the A40 so between Oxford and West Wales. Um, and we're 20 minutes south of Hay-on-Wye. OK. So um, we get a lot of passing traffic. So lots of people come here and we're right at the gateway to the Brecon Beakers National Park. So it's a bit of a hot spot in terms of lots and lots of visitors. Um, and lots of people seem to have connections to Crickhow, be it um, coming along to Green Man or um, going up to uh, Hay. Of course, Green Man's there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Green Man's here. And then there's a big military presence as well. Um, or people come and walk the beacons and, and then never leave. So, yeah, we're, we're in a lucky position, really, in terms of having lots and lots of visitors, but also lots of support. It just seems like everybody's got some kind of connection to Crick, which is lovely. Oh, lovely. And Sue, um, tell us more about the Wirral and, and Lingham's. How do you come to be there? Where is it? OK, so um, the Wirral is nestled between Chester and Liverpool and we're just looking over the uh, Welsh mountains. Mm. Um, the shop has been around in the village for about 20 years, but I bought it four years ago with my partner, Mike. Uh, I had no background in book selling at all. In fact, I used to lead a team of investigators into benefit fraud. Oh, God. Where is it? So, uh, <laughs> Go for a role change there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So I inherited a fabulous team, but I had a huge passion for reading. And Heswell's got a a wealth of history behind it as well. It's mentioned in the Doomsday Book. Um, It's got a lot of famous faces who are from Heswell, including John Peel. John Peel. Um, Yes. Fiona Bruce. Oh, really? Uh, Yes. Um, Ian Botham was born there. 
um, Andy McCluskey from OMD, and also Theresa May's in-laws live in Heswell. Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> you, you, you started at the top and went down then, okay. Um, and then my, my little bit of useless information, if you've ever seen Coldplay Life in Technicolor 2, the music video, the first um, opening scene, it's filmed at a Heswell Village face, which is quite amusing. So, so sorry, Kathy's just it. nodded off at that point. So I think, <laughs> so, so, Thanks, so, Kathy. So, so before you get on to any more interesting facts, let's talk about some books instead. So we've got three patients for you to, to advise. So the first one is Lisa, and she lives in Edinburgh, and she reads after the kids are in bed. And the last book she read, what did she say here? She said The Miniaturist. Jessie Burton loved it. A lot of people loved uh, The Miniaturist. Mm. And the types of books she reads, a bit of everything, nothing too violent and um, nothing too complex, as she's usually knackered (laughs) after reading for the kids. So, and maybe what she's after is maybe some quality historical fiction. She loved that The Miniaturist was inspired by a real doll's house in a museum in Amsterdam. So... Something a bit like that. Who's going first? Emma, you go first. Oh, go on then. Um, so I was thinking historical fiction, and I wanted to make it a little bit more contemporary. So um, the book that I've chosen is um, Mrs. Hemingway by Naomi Wood. I absolutely loved this. I just found it so, so accessible, but I learned so much, and that's what I loved about it, is it's based on real kind of lives here. So we're looking at Hadley Richardson, Pfeiffer, Martha Gellhorn, and Mary Welsh, and his Ernest Hemingway's wives and their lives, how how their relationships spanned and started with Hadley Richardson in the 1920s when um, Hemingway was first um, trying to get published. And it kind of tracks that amazing era of the 1920s with the authors of the time, James Joyce, Ezra Pound, Gertrude Stein. And I just found myself on Wikipedia all the time, which I loved. In terms of all of the historical research, I just think it's wonderful. And it really made me think. It's something that stayed with me for, oh, I think it was four or five years ago that that I read it. And it's still with me. And it's something that I still pull out and recommend on a really regular basis. And lots of people love it. That's a great choice. And and that's something else as well. You know, often... It's the books that are just out, but you know, we don't want to you know, forget about the books that were four or five years ago. There's that side of it, and I just thought, well, it's really in- interesting. Now. I'm really looking forward to, to reading Naomi's next book. Yeah. I enjoyed her last, so, so, well, you know, so it's nice to be able to say, read this, and there's something else coming, coming out. So if you, if you like that, then you know, you've got something to follow it with. And what, what were you reckoning, Sue, for, for Lisa's recommendation? Well, for Lisa, I've sort of looked at the brief, and I thought, doll, and I've come straight up with one that I've just finished, The Doll factory by elizabeth mcneil yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so i've just finished reading it it's um elizabeth is a debut author and it's a historical fast-paced crime fiction and it's set in victorian england i thought the characters in this were fantastic i thought it was a really creepy storyline but one that you couldn't put down and i think for a debut author um it just blew me away, absolutely blew me away. So I don't think you'll find too many people dissembling here because we actually had earlier in the podcast, we had um, Alice, our books editor, talking about that self-same book and raving about it. So I, I think you're in, you're, everyone's in good company there. Yeah, uh, and we've, we've got Elizabeth for an event later. Oh, fantastic. London, which I can't wait to meet her. I really can't wait to meet her. And I, I just think it's, it's just fabulous. It's so quirky and so different. And I think 
fans of Jesse Burton are going to love it. Okay, right. Well, we are now going to go down to Cornwall uh, and we are going to try and find a book or two for Kevin, um, who lives down that way. He just finished uh, Reasons to be Cheerful, Nina Stibby, who I think is uh, a Cornish author, or she's from Cornwall anyway. Kevin mainly reads fiction, and he's wondering about some short stories uh, or a book that he can keep in the car because he has about 20 minutes spare every now and then when he can sort of pick it up and put it down easily. Um, Emma, what did you think on that? Um, I'm not a great short story reader, so I struggled with this one because I was thinking, oh, the last collection of short stories I read was Kiss Kiss by Rodal, um, which is going back to the 50s. So I was thinking, well, what is really accessible is, some really beautiful, sparse writing, um, and you know, easily kind of pick up, but downable, um, short chapters. And I came up with one of my favourite authors. Um, I absolutely love Kent Haruf, who wrote Our Souls at Night, um, and it was recently adapted for a Netflix film. I just think the writing is just beautiful. It's not fancy. It's a very slim book which appeals to quite a lot of our customers um but it's just beautiful the relationship between the two main characters is lovely basically Addie, the main character knocks on her neighbor's door one evening and she's lonely um in desperate need for company and just wants to sit and chat and maybe share a bottle of wine and it just goes through the development of their relationship life in small town america the rumor mills the assumptions both from neighbors um, friends and also from their families and I found it very very emotional it's a real fantastic book about love later in life um, and I think it, as I say, it's really accessible and I think then you can go on to, to read Kent's other books that were based in a fictional town of Holt in Colorado Benediction being my absolute favourite but I think if you start with Our Souls at Night um, you really can't go wrong Yeah, I've read that and I agree with you it's a lovely choice and and you're right it, it's, it's a nice small one for for Kevin to be able to pick up and put down. Sue, what, what are you going to suggest for Kevin? Okay, well, I've gone completely off-piste on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like short stories either, but I wanted something with fairly short chapters that was punchy and would grab your attention. And because he's only got small time pockets to read, he would really get involved but then think, I can put it down at the end of the chapter and, and go on with life. So I've chosen Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And the story is in the form of a pseudo-documentary and it, it interviews band members of um, the band called The Six who were a band in the 70s who had an amazing rise to stardom. Two main characters are Daisy Jones, who is a rock chick, she's a wild child, she's hedonistic, and Billy Dunn, who formed the band The Six. The Six is on this huge rise to fame and they've signed massive record deals. They're playing in front of huge stadiums, but there's something missing and that something missing is Daisy Jones. And when they meet each other, there's an intense chemistry. There's massive sparks fly between them and the heat is just coming off the page. However, the band hater and so does Billy. So the whole story is is the short chapters and you just, it's just leading to this huge crescendo for their final concerts. And it's just a fascinating inside look at this huge band, which it is a fictitious band, but you do question that as you're reading it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think when you haven't got much time on your hands, it's something that's great to dip in and out of. I love the sound of that. Um, Can you just give us the name of it and the author again? It's Daisy Jones and the Six. 
and it's by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Well, that's completely and utterly new to me, and I'm gonna, I am going to read it. So, um, uh, <laughs> um, this second. I told you it was um, <laughs> Now, uh, where are we going next? We're going to Leicester, and um, we're going to Samira, who's a teacher. She, like very, very many thousands of people, has just read "This Is Going to Hurt" by Adam Kay, and she's asking. Though this is a tricky one. Is there one similar about teaching? Yes. Oh, is there? Well, go on then. What is it? <laughs> um, so there's Kate Clancy's um, new book, Some Kids I Taught and What They Taught Me, which is just out, and is exactly in that vein um, of, of Adam Kay, an honest and very personal account of a teaching career and a celebration of, of teaching and teachers. And it's really passionate and it's looking at teaching as a profession, which we all know, as we kind of knew with the NHS, is often demeaned and diminished and it's so so underfunded and it was a really interesting read for me as the mum of a seven-year-old um, in primary school talking to teachers and trying to be involved with the school in part hilarious as you can imagine from the anecdotes that come out of trying to give 13-year-olds any kind of sex education class um, and yeah I just think it had some real astute arguments in terms of how we educate children how we treat teachers how we approach our children being taught and I just think it's a really really valuable book whether you're a teacher a parent or just generally interested um, as I think we all should be in the education system mm. so yeah I already bought it for several teachers in my son's school yeah. <laughs> just taking it in um, and I know that you know at times they are at their wits end and come through in this book it really does so I, I hope it does for education what Adam Case book did for the NHS in terms of Jeremy Hunt being able to build himself a house out of the copies that he was sent. Um, <laughs> We're very political today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Great, yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Well done. You met Samira's challenge head on. <laughs> so Sue, this is bound to set you up for a fail. She's no. jeopardising your chances now. So, but what are you going to suggest? Well, I have just finished a book called Hard Pushed by Leah Hazard, and basically, it's a love letter to midwives. It's very much on par with Adam Kay's book because it talks all about uh, midwives, what they do, how they work ridiculously long hours for not great pay. It's very, very similar to Adam Kay's. Um, and Leah Hazard is um, currently working as a midwife. And she mentions several different characters in a book about their journey and about the losses of children who unfortunately die in childbirth. Um, she also mentions, as I say, the hours that they work and how one father, uh, which this actually really sticks with me, this bit, where one father says his wife is really poorly and she's been in labour for 30 odd hours. And he says, where's the cavalry? Why, you know, why is nobody coming in? And then he looks at Leary and goes, actually, you are the cavalry. And she says, yes, I am. And it's just a very powerful book. It's a love letter to midwives and how they're, you know, they're not just a midwife, they're your social worker, they're a best friend, the doctor, the nurse in the room with you. And it's just a phenomenal read and one that I would certainly recommend to Samira because it's definitely in my 
with Adam Kay. This is getting uncanny and we're, we're getting a little <laughs> bit suspicious that you have bugged the podcast studio because that was also a book <laughs> that was talked about no. earlier on. So, he knows people, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. So she's, you've clearly got the hotline to the bookseller offices. So now, now before we let you get back to your customers, let's get one more book from both of you, the book that you want all of your customers to buy. You're going to lock them in the shop and, until they agree to buy it. So, Emma, what's that book for you and in Crickhall? Well, today, um, being in the middle of, of Beacons National Park, um, also out is Robert McFarlane's Underland. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course. Um, and we are directly opposite Europe's largest cave system. He's just done such amazing um, things for nature writing um, and also um, putting that at the front of people's minds, really, of how they, they view nature and, and the countryside. And for us, it's just perfect. I think we sold about 10 copies already. Really? And um, yeah. it's only what? quarter to three yeah. um so yeah f- for us I although think this even... is podcast time so it could be any time it could be any time <laughs> but yeah i mean it's something that it's, it's on our front table it's in our window um it's it's a real no-brainer and it's so beautiful oh isn't it i think it's stanley donwood is the illustrator that he and robert always work together it is such a staggeringly good-looking book and we know what the writing quality is going to be like. Yeah, and the writing quality is fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Um, he's such a nice bloke as well. You know, know. It's one of those annoying things. Completely. So, Sue, you can't have Underland. So what are you going to have instead? So mine came out last year. Um, AJ Pierce, Dear Mrs. Bird. Yeah. Um, I've got it as Book of the Month. I just think it's a real, it's lighthearted. It's superb read. It's fabulous writing. And, it, you know, it's based about on the Second World War, about relationships during the blitz not knowing what's going to happen around the corner it does make you laugh out loud i mean there's some hilarious lines in it but there's also a serious side because it is the second world war so you will need a hanky but one definitely for the holidays just to relax away sit on a beach and enjoy so yes that's mine dear mrs bird by a j p well that's another good choice um dear mrs bird's been shortlisted for uh, the british book awards book of the year so um a very good choice well listen you've both been fantastic thank you so much and let's hope for decent weather at the weekend i think it's going to be okay and your shops are are flooded with happy readers buying dear mrs bird and, and underland and everything else that you have to offer so thanks a lot and, and bye. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank See you. Bye Thank now. You, bye.